So hello, and welcome to a special book talk series about the International Dublin Writers' Festival. I'm Sabrina, and I'll be hosting this mini-series and giving you a sneak peek into the festival events we have lined up for September. And I'm so excited to introduce Dara Fleming. Um, so welcome, and thank you so much for being here today. Uh, for our audience, Dara is one of our special guest speakers at the festival this year, and he's here to tell us about himself and what he will talk about in September. So Dara, could you please tell us a little bit about yourself, so like your name? Well, I've already said that multiple times, but you can say it again. Um, pronouns, where you're from, and most importantly, what your favorite book is, or maybe poetry series, and why? Cool, yeah. This is always the hardest question to ask, or to answer, yeah. because like... It's kind of the same when someone asks you what your book's about. You, It's just really hard to uh, summarize. But yeah, my name's Dara. Uh, my pronouns are he, him. Um, and I'm a mental health writer, author, poet. Um, and at the festival, I'll probably be talking about most likely Lonely Boy, which is my debut nonfiction. It's a collection of essays on mental health. Uh, so I've been writing in mental health for about nine years. Um. Then after that, she started writing short fiction. So I have a collection of short stories as well. And I've been writing poetry kind of the whole time. Um, I've, al I've always used poetry as a kind of to a way to understand my own emotion. Because when I was in my early 20s, like I was very depressed and I found it very difficult to uh, feel anything, feel any emotion. So when I was coming out at the end of that, uh, poetry helped me to kind of, I suppose, uh, you know, kindled the fire of any emotion that was coming up and allowed me to really feel it str more strongly. And it's been really helpful. And then some of my friends who are actual poets said, you could try and get some of this poetry published. And I tried and was luckily successful in that. And we have a collection of poetry coming out in October called Enigmatic. So a lot of different things going on. But basically, uh, to summarize myself, I'm really passionate about mental health and I really like writing things down. So they're my, that's my thing. Nice. Ah, that all sounds, I'm so excited about Enigmatic because um, I'm a poetry lover I, at heart. I can't write it. I've tried, not my jam. I wish it was, but I'm, I'm sure excited to read I'm it. Sure <laughs> I mean, we'll see. I've, I've taken some classes and the professors are like, this is good. Stop writing about your grandma. And I'm like, okay, fine, fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, but I think every poet really gets into a, a niche of what they write about like I have a friend Wendy Allen who's an incredible poet and she writes a lot about uh, like the menstrual cycle and menopause and I have another friend Molly and she writes a lot about like uh, experience with eating disorders so we I think we all it's it's typically the thing that's most painful in your life that you write about as a poet like uh, I always joke like poets find it very difficult to write happy poems because it's where the the pain is is where we kind of find a connection with other people I guess so yeah everyone just has their really specific niche and some people won't get that, but they're just not your people. So keep True. writing about your grandmother. <laughs> Maybe I will. Um, cool. So I guess since we're talking about poetry and stuff like that, are you reading anything good right now? Like, do you have anything that you're drawing inspiration from? Yeah, at the moment, like I, I really, um, I do like to support a lot of Irish and, uh, UK poets that I know personally so the ones I mentioned uh, Wendy Allen, Molly Toomey, Luke Morgan, uh, Gally Admani she's a great um, poet from London uh, but my favorite poetry um, collection ever I would say is um, Considerations in an Emergency by uh, Frank O'Hara 
Mm-hmm. I've just always really loved that. It's just you re- when you read it, you really get an idea of how New York was in the 60s and 50s. And it's just really um, visceral. So I always find myself coming back to different parts of that. Um, but other than that, you know, like when I'm writing poetry, I tend to not read that much poetry because I don't want to mm-hmm. get caught in a place where I'm like, just mimicking other poets you know which tends to happen if you're just uh, reading a lot of it that you you're like oh I like that or I like how they phrase that so I try to um, keep away but it's hard and I am working on a pamphlet at the moment called The Whole which was very much came about when I I went to see Max Porter in Cork Um, he's a really really prolific and amazing writer from the UK and he, he came to Cork and did a reading and the next morning I woke up and I just had this huge poem in my head and I just started writing it wow. down and it, we're at like 29 pages at the moment so it'll definitely need to be um changed because it pretty much is all just one poem but um yeah so like it kind of comes in spurts you don't really know I think poetry in particular as a genre it's not something I sit down and force myself to write like when I was writing Lonely Boy I made myself write for an hour every day but poetry is far mm-hmm. more instinctive and impulsive and when the poem comes that's when you kind of have to work at it you know yeah so you really do you I feel like you tackle a lot of different genres of writing because you've got Lonely Boy, which is essays, and mm. then like Thoughts Too Big, and you've got Enigmatic. So like could you talk a little bit more about your process? Does that switch up like a lot between projects? And what's that experience like? Yeah, it can be interesting because I'll have an idea for something. Like it'll just be like, here's a topic we can explore and um often I'll start with a poem because that's kind of the most raw uh connection I'll have with the writing because it's it's just really instinctive and then oftentimes it might just be like okay this is okay as a poem but it might work better as a as an essay because you can really explore what the topic you're talking about or then Mm -hmm. other times I'll have an essay that's paired with a with a poem but um so like it kind of just depends I'll get the idea and then I'll have to figure out my own uh where it'll fit best like because sometimes you might have a like I might have an idea about I want to write an essay about anxiety but it might be more powerful and connect with other people more if I write it as a piece of fiction and use a metaphor to explain what anxiety feels like which I've done mm-hmm. um, so it just kind of depends but uh, typically if I have like say with Lonely Boy I knew I wanted to write a book about, of essays about mental health so that process got far more strict because once I had the kind of I suppose the content subjects then I had to just write it which meant uh just a lot of hours at the at the computer so with that it was it was far more like disciplined and sit down every day and write for a couple of hours and do it the next day and next day but when I'm in a like I suppose right now I'm in a place of like idea generation so it'll just mm-hmm. be a lot of reading at the moment um and then I think what's really important for writers that's often missed is you just kind of have to live your life because often my the ideas I, I get come from when I'm out for a walk or I'm meeting a friend for coffee or I'm traveling. The idea will come then and then I'll come back to the computer and be like, okay, is this a poem? Is it an essay? Is it a short story? Right. We'll, we'll stare into it again. And that's that's kind of the process. It is a lot of living your life and experiencing different things and then allowing that to percolate into an idea for something. Mm-hmm. oh wow that's great I feel like that's the one piece of advice like no one ever really gives so like I I feel like I hear a lot of sit down write for mm-hmm. you know 30 minutes every day which is all great but no one's ever like go do your thing because that's yeah well I think to to write an interesting book you kind of have to lead an interesting life um 
you know for the for the language especially to to be to be to come alive and although it, it is important to, to try and write every day i don't like the prescriptive model of like if you don't write every day then you're not a writer because some days you're probably better because it say for me if i'm very much forcing it and i don't want i don't not really in the headspace to write the writing sucks yeah i'm just, <laughs> oh, I'm just making myself do this but like that can be good like sometimes i'll do that if i have like literally no ideas i'll just do some journaling exercises where i'll write down the first thing that comes into my head and then the next thing might be a memory and then maybe those two things can connect to make this new fictional short story i've done stuff like that before but typically it's like if i'm feeling it then i'll write but i don't force myself because that just for me anyway it just works against the creative process you're really forcing the issue that rather than letting it flow through you yeah well cool um i was just thinking about when we were this is completely off topic, but I was thinking about, you mentioned um, you've got Enigmatic coming up, but also um, you said you had an autofiction novel coming up. Could you like share a little about those? Cause I was getting really yeah. excited. Um, and then I got distracted by the writing process, which is also really cool. Yeah. So Enigmatic is um, my first collection coming out with Sunday morning at the river. Um, so I think that's, in and around 40 poems that I've been working on for the last year and a half, two years. Um, mm-hmm. So I did a, I did a poetry pamphlet with uh, Derek Turdy Poetry last year called um, Poems That Were Written on Trains But Weren't Written About Trains. And that's that poetry pamphlet um, coincides with the same timeline as um, the autofiction novel. So the autofiction novel is mm-hmm. based loosely on I went traveling on my own for three months around Europe at the end of 2021 oh that's uh, so fun <laughs> uh, yeah it was it was a lot of fun and a lot a lot of things happened um, and you know the the story of the book is essentially more or less akin to what happened to me in that I, I met someone while I was traveling she was also traveling we fell in love we fell out of love there was because di- we were both traveling in different directions and kind of reconnecting mm-hmm. in different spots so it's kind of about that story in my life as is uh, poems that are written on trains. So the autofiction novel um, is is an, a new way of writing for me because, you know, it's based on fact, but it's fictionalized. And right. each chapter is the name of a city I find myself in. And I the, the book focuses more on the people in the city rather than the city itself. So it's not like a typical travel book where, like, you know, you talk about all the sites and Mm-hmm. where you can go to eat and all that like it's it's far more about like the individual people I met in those cities um and how they kind of affected me and I suppose the whole journey of the book is um you know I suppose I was lost before I went traveling and by meeting new people and understanding that there's a thousand different ways to live and know what one way is the right way to live when I come back home at the end of the book you know I'm kind of filled with this idea of that like I don't have to live in this prescribed way that's seen as normal, which is go to college, get the job, get the mortgage, get married. You know, you you can live in a, a million different ways. And that's kind of the, the message of the book. Um, so it's been really fun to write, but it's been it's been challenging. Uh, but I, I'm looking forward to hopefully getting it out uh, into the universe in the next year or so. That's the plan. Yeah. Oh, that's so that sounds so cool. I mean, I think travel is one of the most interesting ways that you can discover yourself and especially other people. Like there's something so intimate about like finding yourself in a new place and then having to like adjust and see mm-hmm. 
you know, who you could be, who you want to be in a new place. Uh, Anyway, that's, yeah. yeah. 100%. And yeah, really, because I was basically like every four days I was moving to a new spot. So you're kind of restarting every four days. Mm-hmm. and yeah just the, depending on the people you meet it really sculpts your experience of a place um because of like places or whatever i i i've always found like it's really the people that either enhance or destroy an experience depending on, yeah. on what situation you're in so i think that's kind of the, the message of, of the book is that you know it, it's really about the people you surround yourself with is how you're either going to enjoy or or feel sad in a situation uh, and traveling is really the I suppose the baptism of fire if, if you go traveling on your own you have no choice but to meet new people and yeah. to, like just accept the kind of chaos of not knowing what's going to happen tomorrow which is always challenging yeah no your options really are just like be by yourself and reflect on yourself or meet new people and yeah. both are hard yeah for sure for sure um cool so I guess my last thing is, could you give us, I know you mentioned you were going to talk about Lonely Boy at the festival this September. Could you just give us like a sneak peek about what specifically you're going to talk about? Yeah, I think um, like some of the most prominent feedback I've gotten from Lonely Boy is that it's incredibly honest um, because it talks a lot about my own mental health and um, as a result of like my own say, um, the hand I played in my mental health becoming poor and maybe the responsibility I wasn't taking from my mental health. So mm-hmm. a lot of the books, a lot of parts of the book, I'm not painted as a, as a very good person. You know, my behavior due to my mental health wasn't fantastic. There are a lot of things I regret. There's just bad decisions. And I remember when uh, we were editing the book, with Book Up Publishing, um, there was a conversation around, oh, we can cut out the the parts of the book that don't make you look really like a nice person. Uh, and I remember one of my favorite authors before, Rob Doyle, um, said that there's no point in writing if it's not going to be honest. Because if mm-hmm. I cut out all the bad parts, then it's just kind of a, the book becomes a vanity project of me being like, my mental health was bad, but I'm still a fantastic, I was still a fantastic person the whole time, which wasn't true. And I think, the important thing about mental health writing is that you're giving the whole journey so it goes from dealing with depression suicide ideation anxiety lost a friend to suicide then might be like then I started drinking was doing drugs you know was using sex as self-care and all that stuff is part of the journey to get me to where I am now so it is important to include so I think at, at the festival I'll really be talking about how it's important to be honest in your work even you know it, it can't look like for me thankfully it hasn't come to my own detriment like there's been no negative repercussions but like you know you are taking a risk in that like when you're super honest um there's the risk that some people who are close to you mightn't look at you the same way or mightn't feel about you the same way but I think a book like Lonely Boy isn't doesn't have the same impact without that honesty so I will be talking a lot about honesty and writing and how you can you know, you can still write about uh, real situations without, uh, I suppose, throwing under other people under the bus, because what mm-hmm. I never wanted to do was like point the finger and blame other people, even if they were interacting with me. And as a result of that interaction, my mental health took a nosedive. You can be honest without being without like shaming someone else or naming them or all that kind of thing. So it's the nuance of being honest without being, I suppose, um like purposefully hurtful to other people there's a nuance to that and it's important so that I think that's what I'll be talking about at the, at the festival gosh that sounds fantastic I mean that's I mean 
honestly, I mean, of all the things that I've been hearing about, I, I feel like that's one of the most important lessons that you could be talking about is honesty. Because yeah. I know there have been so many stories where I've read and I've been like, okay, what was the point? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> what? So this was like 300 pages of you hyping yourself up mm-hmm. for what? So I, th- I think... I don't know. I'm I'm really excited to hear more at the festival. Um, and I think a good everyone's going to benefit. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be great. Um, so cool. I those were all the questions that I have, and I think that's all the time that we have for today. But I mean, thank you again so much for joining me on my little podcast. Um, yeah. And thanks a million for having me on. It's it's always great to be able to talk about the writing. So I appreciate it. So this brings us to the end of our time today on Book Talk, but if you're interested in attending the International Dublin Writers Festival and listening to Dara's talk, it will be running from September 15th to 17th at the Academy Plaza Hotel in Dublin. And if you can't attend in person but still want to listen in and learn, we have online sessions available. So please go to internationaldublinwritersfestival.com for more information. And tune in to our next episode for a chat with Paul Carroll. Bye for now.